0: I'm back. It's time. The Biscuit is back. Uh, after a very long two weeks, seemed like two years, um, I had figured out the technical difficulties I was dealing with, and we're back and better than ever. The studio is up and ripping. Now have the capabilities to watch games out here in the studio on the big screen while recording and, and... Get video rolling here pretty soon. PlayStation's hooked up, too, so we'll probably have some Twitch shit coming. Um, big things are happening, big shits in motion, fucking internet towers over there. And I gotta explain, and I wasn't I wasn't going to because uh, I really didn't think you guys would give a shit, but I was, I was talking to Shane Guilfoyle, he brought to light that it was pretty funny, and Stephen Bentley, too. So I'll tell you the wild story um, later on here in the show of why I haven't recorded in about two weeks um but before we get to that let me get to this hairless ape conspiracy a lifestyle t-shirt brand company veteran owned and veteran operated um they are guided to helping you discover the inner beast inside yourself and uh looking good while you do it they actually have some new designs up now i suggest you guys go check them out at hairlessapeink.com. um and they restock the uh Violence is a gift hoodies. It's like a hoodie T-shirt or whatever. Um, but they're fucking sick. I love them. I love working with the guys, and uh, they've been nothing but gracious and, and kind to me. And uh, if you don't if you don't support veterans, you're a fucking prick. Also, I want to. Uh, this show is brought to you, brought to you from me by Lucid Floats Paws Chad Lane out of Mount Vernon, Ohio, a float deprivation tank center massage center. And wellness center, go there. Tom the biscuit sent you save half off your first float. It's about a thirty dollars value. You're welcome. And as always, parkersplatoon.org. dot It's got the sheriff Parker, Stanley Cup champion, his wife, is their son. They have a nonprofit organization to help one veteran at a time. Go there, see what you can do. Um, they're always doing different uh, you know, events, whether it be ice fishing or charity hockey games. Um, they were part of uh, the Probert ride this year. So go there, check out, see how you can help. And, uh, yeah, let's get this bitch rolling. Probert. There. Oh, oh Probert. Oh, got the, the right. right hand He's crazy. loose with the right hand, and he starts to retaliate. And down goes Nyland, and the two of them are hammering each other. Knights of Columbus, that hurt. It's old time. Enforcer of all hockey podcasts. It's the biscuit. It's the biscuit. Damn it! Is that size of one! The enforcer of all hockey podcasts. God help the fucking day if fighting's ever been. There's a country we'll stop working on so bad fucking can. Hi, everybody. It's the biscuit podcast. Hey, you wanna go? Yeah, okay. Good luck, man. Let's use mm. All right, all right, all right. We're in. In between them cheeks. And that, uh, that's not a beer. It's not a bat. I'll be honest, I cucked out. I went with the uh, Sober October, um, which is a terrible time to do it with hockey starting. You know, all you really want to do is have a few 12, 14, 19 beers and watch fucking hockey. That was the, the sweet sound of a, a Dr. Pepper. Um, so, yeah, cheers to no beer, I guess. Ah, Ah, that's, I mean, that's a good fucking soda. I don't care what you say. But Sober October will be over, and I'll be, uh, hitting it back hard. Um, but yeah, let's get into the, uh, the story. So this is the 105th episode. There's no guest today. Um, be, be it as, uh, I had, Two weeks of no internet, so I didn't really have time to talk to anybody to book any guests, so we'll be getting that back in line um, as well. But I don't—I didn't have the internet because, believe it or not, um, Darren's jokes, the fourth line voice about me borrowing and stealing my neighbor's internet was a real true story. Um, if you live in the Belleville, Ohio area, you know there's a business, which I live by, that has the internet. And I borrowed their internet for 104 episodes. I used their free internet to run this podcast. Yes, that is right. I am Robin Hood. I stole from the rich, gave to the poor, and, um, I don't feel bad about it. I didn't feel bad about it. Um, I figured if I could, I figured out their password just guessing it. So, uh, that's pretty cool. And then, um, I just used it. And it worked. And then one day, I saw them come and take all their stuff out of the company, and they left. So I called uh, Spectrum or DirecTV or whoever the fuck ever and said, hey, I need the internet now. So they're like, well, we'll see you in two weeks. And I went, fuck. So now we are here, and I live in an internet-capable world. But it is pretty wild, though, that that inside joke, um, no one really knew that I was actually stealing my neighbor's internet. So (laughs) hats off to you, Darren, for... Um, the inside of knowing what kind of scumbag I am, man. I grew up, you know, in the death metal underground. Not grew up, but after high school. So if you could get it for free, you did it, dude. You know, stealing Dunkin' Donuts out of the trash cans, dumpster diving for pizza in Boston with the raining speed, dudes. I've done it all. Uh, eating benzos and Flint, falling through windows. If it was free, you did it. <sighs> just got a few topics I wanted to just get the show back and rolling. Um, the goal is to get out two a week. Um, I think you guys deserve it, and I think I can do it. There's usually enough to talk about, and there's enough interesting people that I can mix in between that. So uh, that's the goal. And if not, I'll, I'll definitely get back to going once a week, and we'll get this the biscuit rolling. And thanks to all the kind words on the internet, you know, asking where the biscuit was, and um, you know, worried if I was on a bender drinking somewhere. Uh, you know, I love you guys, and and thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully that that ship you won't have to go that long without the biscuit ever again. So we'll just go down the topics I got here and uh go on our merry way. And uh don't don't do so, Brocktober. It's not worth it. Um but this goes back, I mean I didn't even get to talk about Humboldt and the uh ceremonies they had on NHL Network and TSN for the team that had the tragedy last year. I thought it went off with a bang. I thought it was really Awesome of them Awesome of them to televise it. Uh, you know, they talked to some of the players that aren't on the team this year. They came back, talked to people's parents. It was really a, an emotional and touching ceremony. And then uh, the game, of course. Um, I hope they do that every year. I hope it's not just a one-year spotlight on that. Uh, Lord knows I don't need to watch a replay of NHL Tonight every night. Um, I, I, I've never understood why NHL Network doesn't cover more of uh, – you know, the Canadian leagues or the Minsies and things like that. Um just for programming, I'm sure they wouldn't have to pay that much for licensing from those leagues. But uh yeah, two thumbs up on the the humble um ceremony and uh yeah that's it's still just a terrible thing that happened and I, I feel bad for those families and those kids and um I wish them the best moving forward. So uh yeah. Tommy Wilson. Fourth suspension in like 150 games or something like that. Uh gets 20 games this time. I'm I know he's in the appeal uh courts now. Um guy came across the center, he hit him in the head. No leaping or anything like that. I think he just aimed wrong and hit the guy in the head, and the guy got hurt. And it being Tom Wilson, you're gonna get suspended 20 games. Um do I think he intentionally hit the guy in the head? No, that's just because I, I I choose to believe that Tom Wilson isn't a piece of shit. Whether you believe that or not, uh, that's your uh, that's your your choice as a human. But I I think he went to hit the guy. He went to hit the guy hard, and he hit the guy in the head. Uh, there's no arguing that. I mean, that's all he hit was all head. So I, I'm not even sure what the other guy's name is. I hope he's okay and. Tommy, you're going to have to serve 20 games. I mean, they got an eye on you already. It's just a bummer because uh, Wilson had such a great season, such a great playoffs. It sucks that he's going to have to deal with this now. And then you you have Lars Eller and Brad Marchand fighting in the first game. And this goes back to the, well, I mean, it's 7-0, Lars Eller. You shouldn't go down the bench celebrating in front of the Boston. Good for Brad Marchand for beating the snot out of him for doing it. But it's like watching, you know, like going to the Richland County Fair and watching like the uh, tough enough, you know, or like the rough and rowdies they have at Barstool or whatever. Like two dudes that don't know how to fight. It doesn't look that good unless someone gets knocked out. The best part of the Marchand fight was he bloodied the dude up. But usually it just ends up like two monkeys, you know, licking each other's nipples. Uh, there's no. Because there is a talent to punching somebody, especially on ice and, uh, you know. Kote and them guys, they can make it look good. Uh, so they've all but dwindled it out because now they, the fights don't even look good. I just said on the internet today, I think this is going to be the year that the leader in the Fighting Mangers, the, the the recipient of the um, Ty Domi Award that's handed out by the Biscuit um, and Fourth on Voice in the History of Hockey podcast, we'll go to a gentleman who has single digit fights. I just don't think it's going to, I don't think anybody's going to have over 10 fights this year. I really think it's finally dead. And I think that, and I I don't think that the casual fan is going to mind because the more I talk to casual fans that are just, you know, now getting into hockey or just kind of watch it on the breeze. Um, they really don't think it's part of the game and they don't think it should be in there. I disagree full heartedly and I'm going to miss it. But, uh, the NHL's won. They, they. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. They've, they've beaten me. I mean, with this new Matheson, you know, throwing the rookie down with one arm and uh, him hitting the ice and getting, you know, thrown down hard. That's all that fucking happened. He has to take a phone hearing and face a, a pen, potential suspension for that. It's, uh, it's over. You fucks will get the. And I don't think a lot of biscuit listeners are the the fucks I'm talking about, but some of you are. And you know who you are uh you'll get the hockey you want you'll get uh no body contact, no touching uh twelve to fourteen score games and uh you'll have high scoring soccer and essentially <laughs> the one thing you know that I always thought drew me towards hockey um was that separation that there was fighting in it, and that it was different um that There was integrity in class, and if it was broken, you got your ass kicked. Or if someone had a certain skill set and they made it to the show, and that's what they were there to do, they did it, and it was entertainment. Um, It's what separated me, in my mind, hockey from basketball or, say, a soccer game. Um, And they they always thought, you, you always thought, oh, those dudes are men. Those guys are, you know. Tough guys, they had bravado. Uh and I know that's trying to be eliminated now so that we're all trans uh non binary Iraqi Jews. Um so they're they're winning. I'm sure I'll I'll transition here in the next couple of years um into a non hockey fan and a girl or whatever. Uh or into a, a space alien, maybe a, a Pleiadian. It's weird times, man. It bums me out. I... I... I Fucking... Matheson was probably thinking what I'm thinking. I've heard enough of this fucking Elias Patterson guy. So I'm going to hit him and I'm going to throw him down the ice. Welcome to the league, bud. Uh, Like like Stephen Bentley and I talked about, he weighs 168 pounds. It's... You fucking... Turn your face and the beard catches the wrong wind. It's going to push the kid over. Uh, So... And I I haven't heard what uh, Pettersson said about it. I mean, maybe he was just like, oh, that sucked. But, uh, I mean, he could be – I got to find out what he said about the hit and the push down. Um, I know a lot of people on the YouTube were calling for him to be suspended. So I'm I'm sure he gave the uh, common hockey thing, you know, it doesn't doesn't belong in the game and all this shit. But uh, that was, you know, one of the better hits or interactions i've seen all year the two or three fights i have seen have all been real real bummers man makes you want a beer even more Elias patterson well what do you say about the guy he's proving me wrong dude's putting up numbers still think he needs to put a little bulk on um but the the hype seems to be real. If he can go all eighty-two games, we'll see what he finishes with numbers. But so far, I mean he's he's really tearing it up. Uh he's really impressing me. And I've been wrong about guys before too. I was you know, I was dead wrong about Casey Middleset. I might be dead wrong about Alias Peterson too. Uh and I'm I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong about Casey Middleset. He's not a twink piece of shit. Dude's a pretty good hockey player. Um but, but the the, uh, whatever you call it, still out on them. I mean, they they both could fizzle off and, into nothingness, so we'll see what happens. <sighs> Captain America. Uh, just absolutely killing it. Austin Matthews on the Toronto Maple Leafs. <sighs> Ten goals through six games played. You know, that's when the Canadians start the on pace for 122 goals, which would beat Gretzky's uh, 92 in the season 81-82. Will he do it? I don't know. He could. Records are meant to be broken. I know Gretzky's got a lot of untouchable shit, but Matthews is killing it. If he stays on it, if he keeps scoring, he breaks it. Uh, I'd love to have an American break it. I wish he didn't play for the Maple Leafs, but... When it's all said and done, if he doesn't get the cup at the end of that year, it really doesn't fucking matter um, because you won't, you're not, it's like Dan Marino. He's all been forgotten because he never got the trophy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But Austin Matthews is absolutely killing it. The, the meme too, where they, the guy asks him, he's like, you know, have you, uh, have you ever been on a hot streak like this before? And he just goes, yeah, I have. And they put those weird fucking vine sunglasses on him and it plays Tupac or some shit. I mentioned earlier, Marchand beating the shit out of Lars Eller. And the Bruins are beating the shit out of everybody. Scoring fucking, like, eight goals a game. Uh, Anders Bjork finally got his first the other night. Um, I talked to Mark Alford a little bit today. He said, you know, they're looking good. He's been frustrated a few times in there. Mark Alford, of course, of the Black and Gold podcast and the Beers and Bruins podcast. Uh, go check out his website and podcast and all that good stuff. But uh, Bruins are often looking pretty fucking good. Charlie McAvoy is a goddamn beast. Uh, Bergeron's a stud. Pasternak's a stud. DeBrus fucking woke up the other day. Um, yeah, watch out! Watch out for Boston, the Atlantic, for real. Those dudes are for real. And my uh, Krug, when he comes back, is only gonna is only gonna help some other teams that are. Uh, Doing well. That might be not not, not that the Bruins were a surprise, but the Hurricanes being four zero and one surprises me. I thought they would have that kind of start last year, so maybe that team has just developed into the potential that I thought they would have last year. Um, it's probably because I didn't pick them to do well this year that they're doing well. Uh, teams like to butt fuck me like that. <clears throat> the Blackhawks three zero and two starting off better than I think even most Chicago Blackhawks fans thought. Taves and Kane seem to be Taves and Kane again. You know, losing a couple times will do that to you. It gets you, such a back, back straight. And the habitant of Montreal, two one and one, uh, beating Pittsburgh last night in a shootout. I, I I wouldn't have been surprised if they were on four at this point. So good for Max Domi and the boys, and uh, Jonathan Druin and that fucking sweet flow guy. And uh, the Habs looking not shitty. Which is surprising me. And the senators are doing not as shitty too, um to the thanks of uh Brady Kachuk and Max Stone and a few of them fucking guys. So good for them for kicking the piss out of the bucket that was stuck in that locker room and, you know, changing the culture up there. And I I always want to see Ottawa do well just because I don't want to see them turn into a a Seattle team or, you know, some fucking other thing. And looks like the fucking Cinderella fucking nipple ring fell on Vegas Golden Knights because they are starting off at a measly 2-4, not scoring at all. I'm not even sure if Wild Bill has a goal yet on the season. <clears throat> Marc-Andre Fleury struggling. Um, yeah, they look more like an expansion team now than they did last year. And my man Bob in Columbus is struggling super fucking hard. Uh, breaking the hearts of everyone in Columbus. Um, this team moves as, as Bob moves and he's on a, a year where he's deciding if he's going to re-sign in Columbus or, you know, what he's going to do. So maybe that's weighing too much on his head. Um, you know, hasn't won a playoff series here. He does have two Vesnas, uh, definitely the best player That the Blue Jackets have ever had in their organization. But with three games started this year, he's one and two. And this is a guy who has over 200 wins all time. But he's given up fucking 4.35 goals against and a .86 save percentage. It's just not Bob numbers. And Corpozalo, they've been giving him a look a lot through the first, you know, handful of games here. I don't know if they're deciding if he's going to be the backup for the future of this team or trying to see what they have in him or trying to shop him out or what the deal is there. But, uh, has been, uh, you know, better than Bob so far. Uh, safe to say Bob probably won't be a blue jacket next year. As As shitty as that is. <sighs> yeah, that was suck. Him and Panarin be back to the dark days, dark days, global series. Um, I thought this was a cool thing the NHL did this year. Uh, coming into the season, they had New Jersey and Edmonton fly over to uh, I think Switzerland and Germany respectively. Play two programs over there: SC Byrne and uh, Kulner High. Uh, which uh, actually, the German exchange student that went to my school when I was a freshman, who introduced me to Demi Borgia and Anal Cunt and uh, you know early Judas Priest. Uh, he lives in Cologne now, which is that's their hockey club, is the, the Sharks there. So that was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but I wonder if he went to the game. And I think these teams were both mid season. I see Byrne and Kulner hire. Uh, so they played well. I think both games went to overtime. Both the NHL teams ended up winning in overtime, but shit, you would expect him to beat the dog piss out of those guys. But uh, good on those, those foreign boys to uh, give him a good game. <clears throat> and then, the Devils and the Oilers then traveled from there to gothenburg Sweden and played each other for a season opener of the Global Series with uh, New Jersey winning that game. And to add it at a score of 5-2. to two. And I think this is a cool idea. Spreads the NHL... I heard of the rumbles of, yeah, there should be a London team and all this fucking bullshit. Stop. They say this shit about the NFL. They're saying about the NHL now. Just do this stuff. Go play a global series there. Beginning of the year, maybe you know, send send four teams over next year instead of two. See how it goes. Let people get a taste of it that way. But yeah, and uh, who, who uh, the Calgary went to uh, China. <coughs> it's all fine and dandy. Cool. That's great. there doesn't need to be a fucking London team or anything like that. Uh, no they ticket prices for the games here would be insane. yeah, I, I can't get behind that. That needs to be shut down immediately. I hate that idea. Uh, more with New Jersey on TV they've been showing the devils behind the glass, you know, preseason training camp, all that stuff. And I liked it. I think it was two thumbs up. So if you have a way to, if you have like the NHL network and you can teepo that shit or whatever, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, you know, some of the guys, uh, some of the grittier guys trying to get a space in there, uh, seeing how their head coach, um, how he operates and runs things was interesting. I really liked his style. Made me more of a fan of the Devils. Um, Griffin, if you're listening, uh, you have to watch that series. It's called uh, Behind the Glass with the New Jersey Devils. Definitely worth watching. My whole fucking house is sick. I'm starting to feel like shit just through this process right now. I'm sure you can hear my nose closing as I go on. But I just want to give the uh, top five college teams. Um, this is Sunday, October 14th. So you got The Ohio State University, number one. Golden Domers, Notre Dame, number two. Minnesota-Duluth at three, Providence at four, and five, St. Cloud State. And there are five Big Ten hockey teams in the top 20. Fuck yeah, go Big Ten hockey. If you live in America and you live near a school that has a hockey team, I suggest you go and support it. It's cheap. It's fun. Um, and you guys will love it. There's no fighting. And everybody has a safe cage on. And you all get lollipops at the end of the game. And you can't you can't drink. And... Uh, Nobody's allowed to cuss. No, the, the games are sweet. Um, I, I always enjoyed going in junior high and high school. And uh, haven't been to one in a few years. I know I'm going to try to get to a few of the Ohio State games since Columbus is so close to me. Uh, and I want to leave you with this. I love you guys. And I'm glad to be back. We'll get back into it. We'll get the guests you know uh, that you expect to. The great guests that you expect from me, I'll have them rolling in here. I've got some big ones lined up. I don't want to mention them now in case they drop out, but some huge, huge guests. Uh, But I need some outdoor rink help. I'm trying to put one in my yard. I have a very big backyard. I've looked up shit online. Some of the kits or whatever, like the easy ice shit, they're like $2,000. That's not happening. So if you had a dad or you're a dad or, you know, whatever, you're in Canada and you have a cheap, like, 12 by 6, fucking whatever, you know, tarp ideas and how to keep it level. DM me and send them to me. I need to get a rink in here for my kids and maybe kids in the neighborhood to start playing a little hockey since uh, the local rink, the outdoor rink here, has banned ice hockey since I was a wee boy. I love you guys. It's good to be back. It sucks to be sober. Big fucking thanks, common. The Biscuit, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, rate and review us, please, please, please. This is how we get found on searches. If someone types in hockey or, you know, beer. The more ratings and reviews I have that are five stars, we go up in the iTunes algorithm and we show up. Or if you type in The Biscuit, we'll actually show up instead of fucking... Those fucking weirdos from Ear Biscuit or some bullshit popping up on your search engine instead of us. Rate and review us. Tell your friends. Spread the word, guys. We are back. Any guest ideas, send them to me, too. I'm fucking... I'm open for anything, guys. Let's party. Let's get it going. And uh, I'd expect uh, some good times to happen. Oh, also, I wanted to recommend a few podcasts um, You know that I was listening to on the, the biscuit break. And you know, if unfortunate events happen like that again, and I, I can't podcast for a couple of weeks, always go check out the fourth line voice podcast. He just had farmer Rob on there. He's had Chris Waltz. He's had, uh, just some amazing guys on there. Really interesting stuff. Um, the, uh, enforcer based podcasting that Darren does over there is great. One of my favorites, Shane in the history of hockey podcast, uh, I've said it from day one since I've done the show. Uh, Shane and I are good buddies from, you know, basically the first person I talked to about podcasting was Shane. And he's been a huge proponent of this show getting bigger. Um, wouldn't This show wouldn't be where it's at without Shane, that's for sure. And the, the History of P- Hockey podcast, I really think is important, not just for hockey fans, but for history fans and just podcasting fans. He does a great job. Be sure to check that out, and you can really learn a lot from that, too. And he covers, I mean, he's covering everything. He'll be podcasting until the day it does. Um, I, 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 The Bruins, the uh, Black and Gold podcast, that one's a fucking good one. The the hilarious duo of Colin and Andy at the Unhealthy Scratch, that's a must-listen. The, the 411 podcast, The Two Goons, The Morning Skate. I mean, there's a bunch, guys. Uh don't always just listen to what Barstool tells you to. No, I'm just fucking around. Speeding Chicklets is a great podcast too. Everyone listens to that. That's that's that goes without saying. And Mike Grinnell, uh, you know, has been an alumni on here, so I always appreciate the Barstool guys helping out. But yeah, and if uh, you guys have any other podcasts you think I should listen to, send them my way. I love you guys. Fuck you. <laughs>